0: Okay. So, what's heat right here or something? stuck up here. doesn't mm-hmm. work. No, oh, Hey, Tony. now's the hold all of eight friends Bell. They did play last year with yeah. one didn't I said yeah. you only reason Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Are you the only kid? So if you're the only kid, you can stay up here. Yeah, kid. So tell her that. Go, tell, go talk to her. Somebody else you Come on, there they go. She did? Like replacement? Oh, okay. To fill us, just fill You just say that. Fill me, fill me with your spirit to overflow. And he so wants to do that. He so wants to do that. We have some connection cards and the racks in front of you. Uh, we'd like to be able to connect with you so if you. you can just. Give us any updated information, new or old prayer requests, praise reports, and if you're online, you can connect through whatever devices you're, you're using there. We want to touch base, and uh, we want to be able to pray with you, praise with you, praise the Lord for all that He's doing in your lives, and um, in spite of the things that we're dealing with. I mean, the illnesses and whatnot, we you know we can still stay connected and uh, we praise God for the technology will so that we can continue to do that the right? praying for the day again that we'll be able to gather um, the bodies that have coffee together and get comfortably and I believe that day is coming soon and that. All right. I'm going to read Isaiah in Isaiah chapter forty verse six through eight. This is something we'll put on my heart this week. And as I read it, it just it jumped right out at I me. Mean, um, right in the beginning, <clears throat> Isaiah says, A voice said, Shout! And I asked, What should I shout? And as I read this scripture, I felt the Spirit of the Lord leap within me. And I, I read it as if I'm praying this. And I said, okay, Lord, what should I shout? Shout the people are like the grass. Their beauty fades as quickly as the flowers in the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fade beneath the breath of the Lord. And so it is with people. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the Word of God stands forever. Amen? The Word of God stands forever. As I read that last sentence, I really believe the Spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart at that moment and said, That's what I want you to show. The word of God stands for We need to be in our word. We live in a day in which it's a little easier not to sit and open a Bible like this. We're going to share a little bit about these bookends. Awesome. And we're going to share some scripture in the beginning and then the end of this. And I know that the Lord, like I said, has prepared the hearts of everyone out here today know that he wants to fill you to overflow He wants to pour his spirit upon you. He wants to breathe life into you. He wants to use you in a powerful way. But there is a but this morning. And he wants you to know that you have to be in his word. You've got to be in his word. Lord, impressed upon me that we are not, his people are not in the word the way they should be. Matthew 24, verse 35, says the heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. My word will never disappear. Is this important? I would say so. In one way, a long times, I wrote down to the beach, and there was another picture that the Lord gave me that inspired me on this bench, and said, Chris, may the wind be always at your back. And I thought of the theme that Pastor John guided us into the new area, which is the way forward. And at the time, I actually took a picture of the bench. The high tide, the water was over the whole marsh. And there was a little blessed rainbow. And you just knew that the Lord was speaking and saying, my Holy Spirit wants to get behind you and move you forward. The Holy Spirit wants to fill us and move us forward. Wherever we're at, he knows where each one is at. He knows where you're at at home, he knows where you are at every day throughout the whole week. The people that He puts in front of you, beside you, working with you, your family, God wants to fill you with His Spirit. But we've got to be in His Word. We've got to be reading His Word. He wants us to experience His power. We will experience His power if we're in his word, and he's filling us with his spirit. And at any given moment, he's going to use us as a tool to be able to speak life into somebody else's life. He's going to use us as a conduit to reach out to these people to share the love of Christ to so they will now know the same peace and hope that we have. There are going to be more and more people out there looking for this. They don't come with We know. We must be ready. Check up a little bit. Fun facts. The Bible. How incredible this Bible is. Twenty-five years ago, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the Bible tops the all time list of selling and distributing 5 billion copies worldwide. 5 billion copies worldwide. There is none other book that has surpassed or come close. And that was 25 years ago. Today, they estimate that up to possibly 7 billion is now where we're at. New record numbers. In the 21st century, Bibles are printed at a rate of around 80 million per year. Is the Bible important? (laughs) I would say. Is the Bible influential? Is the Bible powerful? And that it is for sure. How can we experience more of God's power in our lives by being in the Word, by, reading it, by letting the Spirit of God speak life into us for others also? And I'd like just to pause there a moment just to say, anybody up here, anybody online, if you don't have a Bible, Connect with us. We have some Bibles here for free. We'd love to give them away. If there's anybody out here in you, you would like a Bible? Come on. God is good. This week, I got a Text message from somebody in Florida has a relative in Massachusetts. They were visiting the Cape, some other family, who got sick, they ended up in the hospital. They were trying to get them a Bible. And we all know what some of the lockdowns are, the different requirements in different places and towns and whatnot, hospitals. And they wouldn't allow a delivery of a Bible to come. He said, we don't have any volunteers. Because a lot of people sick. This person got a little bit better. They transferred them to a rehab center, not even a mile from my house. And I got this text message and he said, could you help me out? Do you know of anybody that can deliver a Bible? I was like, I have them in my car all the time. This will be the third one to be replaced in the last six months. And I I got down there the next day. I knocked on the door. I couldn't say we're going to get in, but I gave them the name, gave them the Bible, and said, Could you please deliver this to them? And they were, Yes, we can do that. No problem. God is good. God wants to use us. You just never know. I will do it. Something like that pops up. And God will minister. He will minister through his word. If anybody out there is still looking for a Bible, throw a connection inside your computer, your phone, whatever device you're using, let us know, and we will try to get you one of the Bibles that we have at no cost. The Lord wants to use his word to speak to your heart. If we could, I just want to say a prayer right now. Anybody out there, because I know that once you have the Holy Spirit living within you, the Lord begins to open up doors of Revelation to his word. So if you've ever picked up the Bible Bible before and opened it and said, I have a hard time understanding this, the Lord Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, will give you understanding. Lord Jesus, I pray right now for those who may be watching, for those here, Lord, for those whose hearts are being touched right now, to move towards you, to accept you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray a simple prayer, Lord, that you do Come into the hearts of those who are asking right now. We know we are all sinners saved by grace, but what you did on the cross, we love you and thank you for that. And I pray that you would indwell those who are asking for your presence right now in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And he will give you understanding as you need Before I go to, to those bookends a little bit more scripture, I wanted to take a moment to give a little condolence and honor and whatnot to our, um, our past superintendent of the 70s of God, George. Oliver Wood, he passed away this week. He served our AG nationwide for 10 years as a superintendent. And prior to that, he served in many other areas. He died January 12th after a four and a half month struggle with stage 4 cancer. I had to write this down this morning. The man of not want to but it was something that our present superintendent had put in the obituary that just fit the message this Our current superintendent, Doug Clay, he served as the AG General Treasurer for eight years under George Wood, and he says George Wood's legacy is that of being a man of the word. But Clay said, he had tremendous intellect, but never depended on that at the expense of being led by the Spirit. Amen. He had a number of degrees, we law degree, I believe we had enjoyed his presence one time years ago when he visited us and he got to pick his brain. But he was a man of the Word. He got to this us really to be the person of the Word. We need to be able to, to be the reason we want. We know that as we do, that the spirit Lord will fill us with our purpose, with understanding, with gifts. How to move forward. He leads, leads us where we're at and the others that are around us in our worlds. If you are not reading your Bible, you will miss the wind in your sails that will move you forward. I titled this message. Set your sails. I'm not much of a sailor. I like to watch sailboats. I'm not usually on them, but I know that there's some patience that it takes to get the sail up and wait for the wind to come just at the right time. But once you catch that, wind, the power that you have, and that is just like the spirit of God. We've got to set our sails. How do we set our sails? We get into God's word. We need it. We get into His presence. And that wind that I'm referring to is God's wind, His very breath, the Holy Spirit. Our book I want to start with Genesis, in the very first two chapters. Genesis 1, chapter, I mean, chapter 1, verse 27. Says, so, God created man or human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. Then in chapter 2, verse 7. Look at what the word of the Lord says. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils. And the man became a living person. He breathed into his nostrils. He blew wind into Adam, the man. He became a living person. So, in the very beginning, when we talk about the way the breath of God, the Holy Spirit being present, and it's alive. Now we Let's go to the other book in The Revelations, the very last book, and the very last chapter. Which is chapter twenty two, verse seventeen. The spirit of the bride said, Come, let anyone who hears this saying come. Let anyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who desires drink free, freely from the water of life. <clears throat> the last mention of the Holy Spirit in the Bible shows in inspiring the bride. Us, the church, who's inspiring us to invite all who want salvation to come to Jesus. The is a name for our Lord. It actually means Yahweh of is Yahweh is salvation. Love God, love people, need disciples. Those are the two bookends. That's why I put this up here, and I have these anchors, which were very appropriate, who's our anchor, once again? Who's our cornerstone? Jesus Christ. Everything between these two books within the Bible, there is so much more. There's so much more of this Holy Spirit that wants to fill us. In Acts 2, 2, chapter 2, verse 2, it says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. mighty windstorm. I think you've heard some pretty mighty windstorms. On cracking trees and all sorts of things. It is mighty. Although what we see out there and the experience around us can be damaging, we see the power of it. And I just want you to relate to that. The power of the Lord. We Holy Spirit in our lives. But we've got to be His Word. We've got to be in Him. In John 3, verse 8, it says, The wind blows wherever it will, and you hear the sound it makes, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born in the Spirit. How can we experience more of God's power in our lives? The first scripture that I was reading, the Old Testament text in Isaiah, refers to the word of the Lord. Actually, a careful look at Isaiah 45-8 shows Isaiah speaking of the mouth of the Lord, the breath of the Lord, and the word of God. The word in this Old Testament context is the word of God, the Father. Yahweh, was your Every breath we take in every waking and sleeping moment of our lives was initiated by the first breath of God into Adam. When God gave Adam his first breath, he shaped humanity with the power of his presence and his spirit. The English name of Yahweh comes from four characters in Hebrew. There are the Y, H, W, and H, which we translate into Yahweh.
1: This is believed to be the most
0: accurate pronunciation of God's name. The name of God is breath itself. Where where I was reading that, they had to do a little, ex- little exercise, so I'm gonna Try to coach you through it. But if you're whispering, Yahweh, try to inhale the first part, the YAH. Ah. 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 Also, when God changed Abram's name, I thought this was pretty cool. There was more to this name change than, than that normally um, doesn't really stand out, but it might stand out to those who know the ancient culture. God adds a breath sound to Abram's name. No longer would he be Abram, but Abraham. Aha sound. What does that mean? Pastor and scholar James Boyce pointed this out in his commentary. He said that the breathy sound represented the spirit. In Hebrew, rock. Rock is the word for wind or breath. But it also means spirit. The creation story says the spirit of God hovered over the waters. That's in Genesis 1-2. It also could be translated the wind. The wind of God. Similar to that when it says God breathed into man the breath. The breath of life. That was in Chapter 2, verse 7. It can also be translated the spirit of life. God gave Abraham the breath sound. He did the same with his wife, Sarah. Sarah meant my lady, or princess. And her new name, Sarah, made princess of a multitude. The breathy on sound also represented God's spirit. His Spirit would accomplish this great work through Abraham and Sarah. The Spirit would give them a son in the old age. <clears throat> Is reading the Bible a necessary part of your day? Or does it have a low priority in your life? I know that can be a tough question. God is calling his people back into the Word. We need to be in the Word. He wants to fill us with his Spirit. And as we sing this morning, to overflow. Even though the Bible was written many centuries ago, the Spirit of God still speaks directly to us through it. It is never out of date or irrelevant, it speaks to the very issues that we face in our modern world. I would encourage you to read the Bible, not in a random manner, but consecutively with both the Old and New Testaments. You will find, as I have, that God will often use what you have read either that day or within minutes, or within a few days, from reading God's book. And I have experienced that just with preparing for today's service. But I might be preaching last Sunday and I couldn't be here. And the Lord started it talking about the women. And then in my devotions, which I... pastor always talks about this. I meant to do it earlier. The new versions. If you haven't downloaded that on your phone, I encourage you to do that. There's many tools to, to do that out. But that's what I was doing. I was reading. I had like four different devotions going at once and I came across that scripture it was in Isaiah and there's a lot of ones in Psalm. And the would just started to stir my, my heart. And then I got a phone call, from Pastor John and said, would you be able to preach and I just just let the joy. Like, oh, my body started He will use whatever words you read not you need to in that body to you, your life and others around you. There's a book that I I went through years ago. I didn't bring it with me this morning, but it's called The Celebration of Discipline. I did this with a couple of breakfast buddies. We went through it chapter by chapter for weeks, highlighting different things. And it made quite a big impact on my life when I was younger. This is by, the book is by Richard Foster. And at first, when it was presented, I thought, the title is kind of odd. The word celebration and discipline kind of don't seem to fit. What is there to celebrate about discipline? As I was relating to it then. Discipline always gives it a bad word. If you didn't discipline, you did something wrong. So learning more about discipline in life i going to move forward is something that I really gleaned from this book. Disciplines help us pay attention. And here we are at the beginning of the New Year. And we will really invariate this to make the New Year's resolutions. A lot of people don't like to make music New Year's resolutions. Why? You don't stick with You fail. And I'm wondering how we think like fear of failure. So why start, right? Isn't that the answer? <laughs> <coughs> anyway, we need to do spiritual exercise. As you contemplate spiritual exercises to implement, ask yourself what practices help me position the sale? What practices Help me position my sail of my spirit to receive the wind of the Holy Spirit. In other words, when do you, when do I find myself most sensitive in responsive to God's Spirit? Sometimes it's right here in worship. I we it. But you can, everybody can answer that. On your own, I just wrote a few suggestions here. Whether it's listening to worship songs or singing worship songs, just being alone in a quiet place, whether it's in a closet, in your car, down the street at a beach, or a little trip up into the mountains, or just walking through the woods. You know, is it early in the morning or is it just before bedtime? God will meet you where you're at, where your world is made up. He knows everything about us. Amen? But we do need to make that effort. We need to put some spiritual exercise, some disciplines in place in order to experience the work that God's trying to do. We've got to be in His Word Satan, the accuser, He he seizes every opportunity to point out the shortcomings of my spiritual walk, my spiritual life. So like I just said earlier, so fear of failure that may keep me from even trying to do spiritual disciplines. That may keep me from trying to implement a New Year's Resolution go. What follows? Depression. You beat yourself up. God wants you to know that He loves you. He loves you. It's so important that being in His Word from cover to cover. There is many places where God will show you how he loves you. There's many times when he will meet you where you're at, he will give you the right word, spoken in the right circumstance, and you know that that was from God. Some of you will come to you and ask for prayer for something specific, and the very word that you read in Psalm was encouraging that you share with us. It's not about failure. It's not about how many times we blow it with our disciplines or our new year's resolutions. It's just a matter of how fast you get up. Because you know that God loves you. Over and over and over again. Every day is a new day. Mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. So I just want to close. I want to close with five practical action steps. No, six. 1A. Always remind yourself, God loves me. Always remind yourself, God loves me. 1. Treasure God's word above all worldly counsel. There's some good worldly counsel out there, it can be good. But treasure, meaning treasure God's word above them, treasure God's word first, it will confirm and give you peace about some of the counsel that you get from others. If you just seek word of the counsel, whether it just be your friends at school, at work, at home, and you don't seek God, you're not reading his word, then you bet you don't know You bet you making wrong decisions. But if you read God's Word, the Spirit of God, the very breath of God Himself, will stir your heart and mind. He will give you a comfort. He will give you peace. He will confirm the decisions that you make. you love me? Number two, read, study, memorize, and meditate God's Word. Number three, apply. Trust and obey God's word. Don't doubt God's word. You may doubt what you're hearing somebody else say or read. Go into the word yourself. Read it yourself. The word will be you understanding. Live with your heart exposed to God's word. And number five, Remember how much God loves you, loves you, and loves you. Those are two bookings. One aid. But remember, God loves you. He loves you. He wants to use us to expand the kingdom of the Lord. We may, <clears throat> we may not be scholars, but we should all be students of scripture. Reading the Bible will shape our thinking. It will shape our speaking and shape our behavior. Our very lives. And we'll that again. Reading our Bible will shape our thinking, our speaking, and our behavior. Our very lives. So I encourage you to see where the Lord started the message in my heart that there is. He said, when people are not reading the Word, I don't know where everybody's at. The only you do. God knows all things. And it's not a point of finger as much saying, you're not reading my word. It's more he wants to pour out his love Just like the song He sang. he wants to overflow us. Because when we are spilling over with God's presence, we're getting out of breath. Really nice. Amen? Amen. I also like one of the other songs that we sang earlier, you know, the God of angels armies. Yeah, I've, been, I've been going through songs and some other scriptures, you see that all the time. The God of angels armies. I always love that phrase. <clears throat> but I know who stands behind. I want to catch that wind. I want to catch the wind of the Holy Spirit. You. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we thank you and praise you for your word. The living word. but a word in which your very breath began and you have your spirit spoken through all from cover to cover. Lord, help us to Set disciplines in place, Lord, to desire to want to be in there and needing it more. Knowing that you want to use us, you want to love us, you want to pour out your spirit through us, overflowing us onto others. That we may help and love our others, because that's what we're called to do, to love you, to love others, and be disciples. I pray, Lord, that you would the power of your spirit to block the enemy's schemes, the accuser, but fill us with your presence. Give us protection. Help us to have a heart after you, with desire, and want to be and not worry about it. Messing up all in and we'll get right back up, get back in your Experience your presence, your very breath, your Holy Spirit. Guide and direct us, Lord. I pray, Lord, for your, your Holy Spirit to touch the lives of the people right here this morning, whether online or here. Lord, I pray for your, your healing touch on those who couldn't be Trust right the right now, right now, Let your presence be felt and you still enjoy that it's overflowing. That we you just preached about, talked about from the rooftops. How real your presence is. Build our faith and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you all for coming this morning. I pray God's blessings on you. And um, if you're online, try to connect with us. Let us know who you are, phone numbers, emails. If you need a Bible, we have Bibles to give away. Let us know. Thank you.